I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. Now, we all like to think that we... You know, we're making decisions about maybe buying things or selecting something from a shop or a supermarket and that it's all a conscious, informed, logical decision where we have nothing but free will and we're making the immediate decisions. But certain research has come out over the last number of weeks that would show that your brain can tell and can inform the decision you're going to make up to 10, 11 seconds before you've actually made it. People have been using MRIs and looking at your brain and your brain is using unconscious non-conscious methods and patterns that can tell people the decision you're going to make before you even realise that you're going to make it. Mad stuff. And uh, to talk a little bit more about that this evening, someone who is uh, an expert in this area, he's authored a book called Unconscious Branding. He looks at how unconscious behaviourism, neurobiology, evolutionary psychology, how does that all apply to our day-to-day lives, to consumerism, to business? Uh, Welcome to the show, Mr. Douglas Van Preitzer. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries at all. I'm looking at this study that has come out that you've been writing about recently, talking about how the brain, I should say, imaging or studying of different parts of the brain and different activity in the brain can maybe predict a decision you're going to make down the line. Can you explain uh, in as maybe as simplest way as possible what exactly was that study and what was it trying to explore? So I wrote about the study a couple of weeks ago. It was actually done in 2019, I believe, by some researchers at the University of South Wales in Sydney. And it was a, it was a, a very simple experiment. You know, participants were given the opportunity to imagine one of two mental images. You know, one was a, a red circular object with horizontal stripes. Second was uh, green uh, circular objects with vertical stripes. And they were just simply asked to, to choose one to think about. And while they were doing this experiment, they were hooked up to an fMRI machine. So functional magnetic resonance imagery measures blood flow changes. So you can see the activation of the parts of the brain in real time. What the participants found, uh, what the researchers found observing the participants, was they were able to predict the decisions up to 11 seconds in advance. And not only were they able to predict those decisions, they were able to predict the strength of the, the image, you know, that the vividness in their mind as corroborated by self-report. So, uh, you know, it's a very interesting experiment that shows 
shows that non-conscious activity actually precedes personal choice. And it begs the question, do we have free will? And are some people more likely to overthink things without realizing it than others? If you think about you know, some of the implications, people, particularly those who suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, it's a similar scenario where they don't seem to control the content or the strength of the images. They simply appear in their minds. So certainly there could be some people that are more prone to this. And, you know, if you think about it, it's sort of a feed forward loop. The more you think about these things, the more you have these non-conscious hallucinations that are creating those things that you're thinking about. So it's a circular kind of effect. But, uh, but yeah, certainly some people may be more prone to these intrusive thoughts, but I think it shows really that there's a universal mechanism for all humans that, you know, we could be biased by these preconscious, unconscious activities, uh, you know, before, before we actually make the choice. So, you know, it's a tip of the iceberg, but it certainly points to the need for more research in this, in this area. You mentioned obviously there about free will but this research kind of points to the fact that your maybe your past to a certain extent and your environment and what you've been exposed to influences your immediate decisions maybe more than we realize exactly you know if you understand the way you know the mind works and that's sort of the conundrum in neuroscience and really kind of understanding this this question of how um, free our will is. In fact, it seems like everything in our lives are influenced by preceding experiences, thoughts. And if you look at the you know, the brain itself, there doesn't seem to be any part of the brain that's actually free. We're always responding, you know, downstream to to things that we don't consciously control. The example is just decision making in general. Uh, you know, we make decisions based on our emotions. You know, we used to think that we were, you know, thinking beings that feel we're really feeling creatures that think. And when it comes to decision making in general, the impetus for any decision requires access to our emotions and we don't control our emotions. So therein lies the rub. If the ultimate decision that we make is reliant on our feelings and feelings are simply non-conscious processes that emerge into consciousness, then we're really reacting, you know, downstream to something that we don't control. Now it begs the question, do we have the right to, to veto and challenge the impulses that drive our behavior, well, therein lies the, the circular nature of consciousness and unconsciousness, feelings and, th- and thought. You know, it's a circular loop. Feelings create thoughts. Thoughts create more feelings. Ultimately, there's a decision that's being made, but the ultimate arbiter of our decisions is our feelings. And feelings are like the weather. You don't control the weather, but you can react to it and you can predict it. And, and that's the point. If you're talking about feelings and kind of um, acting on your emotion, would you say women would be more susceptible than men? Well, you know, it, it certainly would, would feel that way. But this is, uh, this is universal. So this is regardless of demographic or gender culture, age, uh, it's a human insight. But you could, you know, there's certainly um, cultural differences, you know, in, in genders, but but decision making is, is universal. So we all rely on emotions. And the thing about emotions are they're not always conscious. So, um, you know, you could be influenced by an emotion that doesn't even reach consciousness, but it's driving your ultimate decision. You know, to, to tell you a, a story uh, from a guy named Joseph Ledoux at New York University, he's a 
neuroscientist that is at the forefront of understanding emotions. And, you know, you could be out to lunch one day and you're, you know, you're having, you're at an Italian restaurant and you're having a little bit of biscotti and some espresso and you get into an argument with a friend of yours and you, you both leave in a huff and you, you're, you're, you vow never to talk to that person again. And while you were sitting at that restaurant, there was a red and white checkered tablecloth and you had this experience of having an angry argument with your friend. And the very next day, you meet a stranger on the street, and he's got a red and white checkered tie. And you have to you develop a gut feeling, that, and you're like, well, what's happening here? You've projected something that you process unconsciously from one environment to another. And, you know, that's the way our minds work. You know, we're, we're making these decisions based on emotional impressions that we don't always consciously have awareness of. It also, I suppose, raises the importance, I imagine, of obviously what you're feeding yourself in on a, on a daily basis from a psychological point of view. So everything from your environment to might even be people you're surrounding yourself with, as you're saying, all are having a conscious and an un unconscious impact on you. So, I mean, you're obviously looking at it from a, a business perspective. I, I'd imagine there is so much more to, you know, you talk about unconscious branding to, to just the message when it comes to products. I think maybe Apple have nailed it when it comes to this. They've looked at absolutely every single aspect and experience that you're having because they know that there's so much more than maybe just price or your product or your positioning when it comes to people's decisions and their unconscious behavior. It's really comes down to, um, you know, you are the sum, you know, your brand is the sum total of your emotional impressions, both conscious and unconscious. And every time you have an interaction with your brand, whether you remember it or not, it's going to affect how you feel about purchasing that product. And I think Apple has done an amazing job, not only of creating a brand that people like, but creating a product that has you know, benefited people's lives, you know, by ease of use and intuitive design and creating a superior product. So in many cases, one of the best things you could do is build a better mousetrap and improve people's lives because it's not just about, you know, the ads that you put out there. It's the sum total of your experiences, which is why, you know, certain companies like the phone company or the cable company have such negative baggage because, you know, the sum total of your experience includes a lot of annoying experiences from not getting your, your channels to your phone calls to, uh, you, you know, um, marketing techniques that, you know, treat loyal customers not as well as new customers, you know. So uh, it, it really is everything that a marketer does. But more importantly, it's, it's, it's all these impressions that you have with the brand. And historically, that's been influenced a lot by advertising, but that's changing, especially, you know, with the advent of digital media. To use the example, uh, you know, that I mentioned with the story about, you know, having an argument with your friend. There was, a two there was a research study done by two universities in Canada and Toronto, and they paired participants with brands they've never seen or experienced in the past. And they paired these brands with images, positive, negative, and neutral, such that they couldn't consciously recollect which ones of these new brands were connected to which images. But they developed a, preferences, a preference for the ones that they were positively emotionally conditioned. And in subsequent research, they showed these same participants facts to say that you're making the wrong choice. This is an inferior product. And they still chose the one brands that they had been positively emotionally conditioned. And they called it the mm. 
I like it and I don't know why effect. And, you know, that's what's happening right now in the marketplace is you're creating the I don't like it and I don't know why effect. If, if you're constantly badgering people with interruptive ads and digital media or experience that foist your message upon people that are an annoyance, and, uh, you know, something that doesn't make their life easier makes it more difficult. Those neurological, somatic, emotional tags are going to be put in their body and they're going to be rem- remembered at the time that they need to make the purchase. So it is kind of a important point that marketers need to really focus on improving lives now and not just uh, improving ads. It's, it's actually funny you mention that, yeah, because so many ads could be irrelevant and annoying and frustrating that you're like, lads, come on, this can't be working. But uh, we, we must move on. If you're interested in learning more about these unconscious processes that affect our, affect our decisions on a daily basis, do check out Douglas's book, Unconscious Branding, How Neuroscience Can Empower and Inspire marketing but listen Ed Douglas it's been an absolute pleasure thanks a million for giving up your time today and we will chat you again soon my pleasure thanks for having me imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.